This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. What is the word to stand Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is a very special edition of The Word to Stand On for Life because it's the date day edition. That means Paula is live in the studio with me and she has a lot to say. We missed last week because of our positive <laughs> mm-hmm. coronavirus tests. So I imagine you got a whole bunch. You want me to just shut up and get started? Well, No. No, no, no. Say hi to the people. Get the phone numbers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, we'd love to have your calls, ladies, especially for you on this day. 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Uh, you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send your questions in. If you are out in the streets driving your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of your screen, and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340-9585. Paula, before I get to you, mm-hmm. a quick programming note. I'll try to remember to the end of the program we just found out that we will not be live tomorrow kslr will be closed at the studio uh, celebrating july 4th because it's on a sunday or saturday i mean this week so uh we will be have a rebroadcast um tomorrow's program and then i'll see you again live lord willing on monday on am 6 30 word okay paula it is your show oh thanks Yes. Uh, First off, I want to thank everybody um, who has been praying and continues to pray for both Ron and me. Um, We are doing well. But I'll tell you what, that COVID, it's nothing to be, uh, you know, just like laugh at. I had a headache for a few days and my body was kind of hurting. And I was just thinking, well, um, we had just gone back to the gym and working with weights and stuff. So I kind of thought that was it. And Man, I'm sore, you know, and I, I shouldn't have been that sore. I don't, so I, I probably could have, should have known. But I don't usually take medication, and I was having to take a Tylenol here and there, and I was thinking, man, what's up with this? And then other people around us started getting tested, and they were coming back positive. And then I remember the one day you said, "Can you smell this? The Old Spice," you know, and I was like, "No, I can't." And you know, I love that and the combination of Old Spice and baby powder. And I couldn't smell it. Don't like, give away all my secrets. That's just a couple of them. I, I don't want to give them all away. But anyway, yeah, you're right. Uh, and you said, uh, I don't know if that's a, a symptom of this COVID. I said, oh, wow. No, I can't smell that. So we got tested, and, and yeah. But we weren't shocked that we, we tested positive. We kind of figured, you know, once we couldn't smell and taste, I mean, that had to be it. So... Um, but tomorrow is our, no, today is our last day of being just kind of us in the house. I'm kind of sad about that part, though. <laughs> I kind of like it just being, you know. Paul, before you shift gears, what have you uh, learned? What What are the lessons uh, the Lord's kind of dealt with you while, while we've been going through this? Nobody wants to get sick, mm-hmm. and yet so many people mm-hmm. in our city are. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the Lord taught you well in in psalm 37 it it says to me stop being angry (laughs) (laughs) because you know you can listen to so much information and nobody knows they don't know you know um and you know uh, so stop being angry paula you know you were were, a whole lot of people are going to get this 
and I heard you say that the epicenter wasn't, it hasn't been Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, you know? Um, yeah, no, a whole, I have people who, friends and family who don't ever come here. They don't even live here, you know, and, and they're getting it. Um, I have a couple of people who are, you know, they're, they're really sick, but where they go is where sick people are all the time. One man's getting chemo three days a week, you know. Every time, they, if they don't go there, they're going to the pharmacy, you know. They have other friends and family who have come over to their homes. I mean, anyway, so for me, not to get angry, you know. God is so good. So take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And, um, you know, I, I haven't been able to see my people at ATB very much, so... The Lord said, don't get, stop being angry because, you know, I miss my people. Uh, and then uh, you know, we don't get to go to the restaurants that we like, you know. Some of them are out on quarantine now, too. So, you know, just don't be angry. But you know what I did learn, Pastor Ron? I really can kind of cook. <laughs> you know, I, I've been intimidated because I haven't made pancakes and stuff like that for years. Until recently. Now, I'm going to give props to my friend Linda. Because we went to their house, I don't know, a month ago or so. And she made these really good gluten-free pancakes. And she had this blueberry compote. It was so, good, wasn't it? It was so good. But so then and foreign was, fresh eggs. Foreign fresh eggs were the bomb. <laughs> and so anyway, then I was, like, was doubly intimidated. Because now I can't make pancakes as good as the pancake house nor as my friend Linda. So what are we going to do now that we're home together? I got to I got to branch out Pastor Ron and and cook some stuff. My pancakes turned out okay, right? They're yeah. still not up to my friend Linda, but I think for me because <laughs> I can't eat the regular pancakes and, and, over there. And, I have to get and them. bless Linda's heart, she brought us some farm fresh chicks. It was awesome, Linda. I love you more than ever, girl. <laughs> more than ever today we had those but yeah so i'm learning yeah we we we're all right we can i'll cook for my my boyfriend and then other family members and friends i put this little shelf outside on the front porch and those who who are uh you know healthy they've been bringing stuff over and putting it on that shelf and then they go out to the sidewalk and Bring you Linda, yeah, she didn't do that. She just got in the car and left. And then she told me I put something on. I love her, but anyway. But you had somebody brought you some collard greens. You love collard my greens? My goodness, yes. Yes, yes. I, I texted Melissa, my friend, and told her, girl, I am loving these greens. And she put extra juice in there. So just in curiosity, did she say anything about my banana pudding? <laughs> 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 you are awful. Um, but no, but we. Just, well, people say they love me, okay? They do, they do, they do. Mm-hmm. Banana yeah. pudding with vanilla wafers in it. What well, you got it? Rosalinda. Huh? Oh, I got German, German chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Yeah. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potato salad and barbecue chicken. Linda brought me some soup. Kenyatta brought some soup. Kenyatta soup. That was the first thing I could taste. I got healed, Pastor Brown, <laughs> from Kenyatta soup. That was the very first but, thing I could taste. But anyway, we just had. Yeah. We just tried to keep focus. On the Lord, you know, because I, I am a fearful person, you know, especially when it comes to my health. I can, you know, if I listen to too much stuff, I can get carried away. And yet the Lord would say, no, 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 no. Listen to me. I think because you're honest enough to admit that you're, you have a tendency to be fearful. Uh-huh. I think you can really minister to some people out there. What was your first reaction when uh, we went to get tested? You were pretty sure we were going to be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, were, were you afraid? Were, what, what was your response? You know, I could feel a little anxiety in the line, you know, as we're coming up to it. Because think, I'm thinking, we're going to have to be sticking something up in our nose. You know, how's that going to feel? You know, your whole life, your parents have told you, don't put stuff up in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know that boy down the street that put that marble up in his nose? You don't want to go there, that kind of thing. So you don't... You gotta put this thing up in your nose, and you gotta put it up there, you know, and twirl it around a couple of five times, and it's gonna be uncomfortable. So I was a little anxious about that thing, and then if it's positive, 
what's that going to look like and feel like, you know? Because, um, yeah. So, yeah, you, you think about those kind of things, and yet the Lord kept saying, be still. Know that I am God. Be still. Stop fretting and worrying and getting all this information that people think they know stuff about. We've never had this kind of a virus, and people just don't know. Everybody's talking and talking and talking and talking, and nobody really knows. You had a couple of days, Paula, where you were um, sort of unable to focus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fuzzy just, is what I call yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, and, um, and, and yet you were still listening instead you couldn't read and really focus mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. so you're listening to tapes and bible yep. studies and things yep. like that i sure was and that was so helpful because you get the focus off of how you feel and um on the lord who kept telling me be still listen to me i'm holding you i've got you and you know all of our well my prayer is lord no matter what i go through help me to go through it well I want to go through it well. I want people to still see that I'm a Christian, that I know that you're with me. Uh, those I didn't want those just to be words. And so the Lord gives us opportunities. And you've been saying that, uh, not, of course, God didn't cause this. He knew all about it. But how am I going to react? How? What am I going to say to my, you know, I'm the senior pastor's wife kind of like, what am I going to say to the girls underneath me? What am I going to say to the people in the church? You know, I mean, did I get sick because I hugged somebody here at church? Did I get sick because I'm at the at the H-E-B? And the lady's like, I just lost my husband, you know. Oh, I'm so sorry. So what am I supposed to say? I'm so sorry. Will you back up six feet? What am I going to do? And it's like the Lord says, I touched lepers. I I got you, Paula. Lord, I'm afraid. I I, I understood I was afraid to get closer to people. And yet the Lord said, but I need to hug her. And so what am I going to do? No. You see, I think, Paula, that's a concept that's been largely lost in the middle of this fear. Uh, during this pandemic um, we're still servants and we're ministers of God yeah. women, men, we're ministers of God and and we're positioned in strategic places to minister to people who need it, they need the physical touch yeah. and you know there are people who say well that's careless and, and you know um, you're, you're not protecting yourself, you're not protecting others you know, our job is to minister. I'm so glad you said Jesus touched lepers. Can you imagine the gasps when he did that? Yeah. And and uh, when he was around women who, who, who had bad reputations, and or if, if he knew what kind of woman this was, if he was God, he would know who, who this woman was. Um, truth of the matter is he didn't care about any of that. What he cared about was the people. And I think we forget that we're here until he comes we're here to minister to the people and show them how much he loves them. Yeah. And you know, Pastor Ron, and I understand, you know, sometimes when we say that, I think people take it as we're not caring about those others. We're just thinking about if we get sick, we don't really care. That's not true. Not true. I care about me getting sick. I could just feel the Lord pushing me to. That lady wanted me to hug her, and she asked if yeah, it was now, okay. Now, obviously, you did, this was before you tested positive. Oh, yeah, I, I just sure. want to be sure the audience understands Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't we, know we've, I was, we've been yeah. Oh, yeah. very careful to stay away from people. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, our, our, there's a lady who, who came to church. She already had, she had health issues, but she wouldn't stay home. And now she's really, really sick. And so some people want to say, oh, she got sick because she came to Calvary Chapel. No, she was already sick, and she went to the hospital. And just like we found out that we tested positive, well, so did she. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> but, but her illness was, was heart issues and things before. Yes, and she was also told, you know, along with uh, uh, you know, other ill people, please stay home. Please stay home. And... Um, 
I know for me, I mean, just I was going over this in my head, and for there was there's a couple of people that I have said to them, "Go home. You shouldn't be here. Go home." That I've not hugged or touched or anything. So none of that is on us. There are some people who just they flat out said, "No." This, I've got to be at church. I want to be at church. I need to be at church. What are you going to say? And see, those are people, and we've talked about this on the show, uh, but, but those are people, Paul, who, um, who, who weren't doing well in quarantine. They weren't doing well in isolation. Yeah. And there are far, far, far more of them. Our church, we've had, I think, just short of 50 people who've tested positive. And, um, you know, when the, that, that's a relatively small number compared to the whole number of people that we have here that call Calvary Chapel their church home. Um, um, I can think of, off the top of my head, hundreds who really struggled during the quarantine and needed to be in fellowship. They needed to be in the house of God. Um, I, I just think we forget our role as a servant. And, and eventually, when we're, we're so protective that we only care about what happens to us, uh, we cease to be servants of God. We, we start serving us, and, and that's the conflict that's been happening. And when people get fearful, um, some have been kind of cruel yeah. um, with that's, regard we, to that. We, uh, we know that. And, and we expect it. And, that, and like I was telling uh, the Lord, I said, the Lord, Lord, this kind of stuff really hurts. And he says, yeah, I know, remember? And I was like, remember what? Remember, hands down, heart open, and what that entails? That means, yes, Paula, you will be hurt again. But I'm going to keep my hands down and my heart open, and I'm going to trust the Lord as much as possible. Um, okay, one, one, last thing, one last thing before we take a phone call, Paula. Okay. Um, how did you deal, knowing that you're fearful about things and, and your health is always in one thing, that the, the enemy's always had a door? Yeah, he always open. has. Um, Practically, how can you help people who are afraid of this? What, what, what did the Lord speak to your heart? Still, again, hands down, heart open. Um, and do I belong to him or do I belong to me? Am I going to serve him or am I going to serve myself? Because I can easily, you know, I'm, I'm good at home. No TV, no phone. I mean, I, I really am two people. I'm an introvert and an extrovert. And so I could stay home and isolate myself for eternity, but I can't because the Lord just, he wouldn't let me. So I don't belong to me. And so he said, nope, I want you to hands down, heart open and go. Now, I've been really, really good at staying away from people. Um, even uh, people would say, I would ask them, Do, are, are you hugging? You know, and if they said no, great. And I was wearing my mask quite a bit at church till this, <laughs> until I felt like I was going to pass out. Um, can't hardly sing. Like even today, you know, when we took a walk, I had my mask on. I came back in the house and I thought, I am so dizzy. Um, but yeah, so I just, I'm available. I, I just got to be available. But I'm also very aware and um cognizant of others i don't want you to get sick i don't i don't want to take a chance on making you sick and that's why i was that's why the lord told me to stop being angry because i was kind of angry at several people go home you should not be here you know you're sick go home you know kind of a thing and he's like Ooh, take it easy paul and, and again, you're not talking about sick with the COVID. You're talking about people who just have other physical, other physical issues and they issues. need to protect themselves. That's right. We, we were doing it because we were afraid of being infected. Mm. We were we were just telling them, look, you need to be safe. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of our people did that. But there were some who just don't do well alone. Mm-hmm. And, and we've, we needed to be there and available for them. Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a phone call, Paula, and then we'll come back and let you take over your show again. Okay, because I didn't really want to go all that. But, you know, you're thinking about... This is such, we're all just people who need other people. And, you know, we had drive-by birthday parties, supposed to be staying in our cars. I, I, the first couple of ones that I went to, they couldn't stay in their cars. We were all outside hugging and kissing on each other and stuff like that. 
we were just being who we are. So anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> Let's take the, Ray, thank you for your patience on line one. Ray, thanks for holding you on the air. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry to break in on this uh, wonderful thing. That's, that's who she is, and God bless her for that. <laughs> uh, I, I, right off the bat, she mentioned she was making pancakes, and I don't know why it pushed my brain to think they're going to take Aunt Jemima off of the box and do something else because it's politically whatever, you know, just like Columbus or I don't know. But anyway, we used to call them flapjacks. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if you're that old. <laughs> you know how old I am, Ray. I'm that old. I'm not that yeah, old. I never I'm, heard that. I'm, <laughs> quite a bit older. I'm quite a bit older than you are, sir. <laughs> So, but anyway, that was one point, and and uh, oh boy, we 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 all need encouragement and and uplifting as opposed to any belittling and nitpicking and like that. And I I uh, I just am so glad you guys are still doing well. And thank you. Ray. Maybe maybe you'll be able to donate some plasma and fix some other people. You know, yeah. you know, it's 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 we a weird it's it's a weird Ray, way we, that, that it goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ray, we we figure that we got a whole bunch of people that are going to come out of quarantine pretty much at the same time, mm-hmm. and we can go down and donate antibodies as a group and catch up on some of our fellowship, but. That's what we're going to do. Ray, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Well, love you guys. Love you thank guys. Thank you, Ray. Bye. Thank you. Bye, honey. Uh, we're inside now four minutes, so rather than we'll wait to the top of the break or okay. after the break for the, for, to, to turn it over to you again. But okay. um, one of the things that I'd like to say, um, we who are believers in Christ, we're not our own, we're bought with the price, we don't get to cease acting like Jesus Paul says to the church at Ephesus, be imitators of Christ. We don't get a break from that because we're sick or because we're afraid. We don't get a break from that because we're online typing something or because we're, we're inundating ourselves with 24-hour news and we're, we're just getting more and more frightened all along. We've got to remember our primary duty is to imitate Christ. And Jesus set his face as flint to go to a place where he knew he would be killed. Isaiah chapter 50. I set my face as flint. He couldn't be talked out of it. As believers, it doesn't matter how frightened we are, we need to run into the, 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 the shadow of his wings. He's the one who can preserve us. He's the one who provides strength. And I think we just forget about that because we're so afraid of this, we're so consumed with the news that's happening, and I think we have a tendency to forget that, that well, wait a minute, I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. No greater love is this than a man lay down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if we forget that we're all about the mission every day, then we're going to get swept up in all of this mess. And it is, for me, one of the most difficult things about this. I'm watching Christians' faith just sort of melt away. And it is painful to watch. Yeah, I know. Me too. I have a, uh, you know, I was supposed to do a, a women's retreat in April. Well, that got postponed and delayed. And uh, now it's in September. And... um you know, I think I should with the radio listening audience before that this will be my third year in a row going to the same place. And the the theme, no matter what it is, is always suffering and fear. And this has been the weirdest year of my entire life. I mean, I've had some hard years, some painful years, but this has been just the weirdest with the combination of all of those things mixed together. Um, but it's supposed to be in September. But the lady um, texted me and asked me, instead of teaching you twice, 
what I teach three times because of the servants who normally serve that won't now because of the COVID thing. And so the pastor's wife is having to take on more responsibility instead of being able to teach the word. She's asking me to teach one of her sessions because she's going to be serving in other uh, spots that the ladies... How, how can a servant stop serving? I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. Thank God we've had so many faithful people, um, and especially a lot of the women who have been in constant contact with you, who just, hey, I'm spent and willing to be spent. It, it's what they're doing. Yeah, you hey, know what, though, Pastor Ron? We're, we're out of time. Well, we have 30 minutes left in the program. We'll be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes. Time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the Day Day Show. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paul, I cut you off and the music actually mm-hmm. did. The computer mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, because I always wanted... In with encouraging stuff, you know. And so uh, I'm getting quite a few texts. Not only food dropped off there at the front door, but I'm getting quite a few texts, you know, and they're saying things like this. Okay, so there's several of us, quite a few of us, that have the COVID, which means we can all come back to church, right? <laughs> they want to be here. So, you know, we're all, but we're just staying away from each other and. Everybody has their own personal quarantine space. There you go. Ours, this is our 14th day. This is it. And we've been symptom-free. Yep. Um, you almost killed me yesterday when all of your energy came back. <laughs> so, so yesterday, <laughs> it's been flitting around the house. And, you know. Hey, how's it going? What you doing? Happy birthday. Happy, you know, whatever you know. Yeah, Let's and we, we were talking this morning on our walk. Yes. Uh, we were talking this morning about uh, how grateful we are that we, we both tested positive and got to go through this again. Yeah. Together. together. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. If you were to test a positive, Pastor Ron, I'm telling you, you were just going to have to kiss me <laughs> till I got till I got it, because I wasn't going to be... Okay, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be the martyr. Yeah, just suffer for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, Paul, where are we going this half? I, I, I didn't get to talk about Stephanie's um, uh, Sweet Summer Devotion. You know, our theme is, I called and you answered, and, you know, we always talk about uh, people being the way they are for a reason, and... You know, we don't know. We don't know the testimonies of so many of the ladies. I don't have them tell me what they're going to talk about. And Stephanie would have just, you could tell how nervous she was. And, you know, sometimes when you're bearing your soul and your past and all that stuff, you're like, oh, man, what are people going to mm-hmm. think of me? You know, she, she was, I call it sweet nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, it made the, the message better. And, you, I mean, it was like you could look into her soul mm-hmm. as she was sharing. I just thought it was great. It was great. She was open and honest and just amazing. I love her so much. And, um, you know, I, I saw them a little earlier through the window, you know, today. And, um, man, I fell in love with her husband. He's just awesome. Um, but anyway, coming from a... You know, we all have dysfunction of some degree, but boy, some people have dysfunction, you know, a, a little on the maxed outside, and she's she's you gone know, through a lot of things. You know what I was thinking while she was sharing her testimony? Um, I was thinking of all of the to him who overcomes mm-hmm. in the seven letters mm-hmm. to the church's revelation. And all I can think about is how much she's overcome. Yeah. And and her and Matt are just a trophy for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there was a case of a man who did everything the right way. Yeah. Um, and and she needed that. Stephanie needed mm-hmm. that because of the, the horrible things that had happened to her. Mm-hmm. She needed to see the way a man of God behaves yeah. in, in starting a relationship. I was just thrilled. I know. 
I know. Her open, honest, her honesty of, of, of she had always justified her sin. And isn't that easy for us to do? She said at one point um, that she had looked up the many statistics of, of, of how abused children will turn out. Well, if you listen to statistics so long, you start to say, oh, yeah, that's me. You mold, you can mold yourself into that. And that's why the Lord kept telling me this whole, this whole COVID thing at the time. No, 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 no. You listen to me. I will fashion and form you. I will take your thoughts and turn them towards me. You don't need to listen to this world. And so she, she um, had justified her sin and, because, you know, all these stats. But she said she began to pray, and the Lord gave her Isaiah 6, 5 through 8, and where he told her, no, 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 your sin is purged. You don't have to be a statistic. You can be my daughter, <laughs> my clean, purged daughter. That, that's Old Testament for therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she's a new creation, the old is gone and the new has come. Huh? Amen. Yeah, and so it was really cute, you know, and she was so uh, happy to be telling their transition from her and Matt just being friends because she had friends owned them, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, but she was so happy to tell that story, and she's so proud of the weight that uh, she and Matt did. She had prayed. She was cute because she had prayed for her husband and because Matt was just her friend, because he's a friend zone, she had been praying for his wife, not knowing <laughs> that she was going to be, she was that person. It was so cute until God told her one time that Matt would be her husband. I mean, just, it was so cute the way she was telling the story. And for you out there, I'm not going to ruin the whole thing. Go online, Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, CCSA.com, um, and go to the women's uh, ministry, or even the, the recent uh, events, and you'll be able to bring that up right away. Okay, let's come back to this in just a moment. Okay. Let's go to our friend from Mason County, Texas, Ron, on line one. Ron, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yeah, I really enjoy you guys today. It's been fun listening Thank you. to you. Thanks, uh, this Ron. is a request, I don't, I don't, and I don't hear you all the time, but could you two pray for the people out here that don't get to go to your church, aren't part of the San Antonio community, but I mean, we're 125 miles from you out here. Just pray for these people that are just kind of gripped by the fear of all this and caught up in this nonsense. You know, a hedge of protection. And I don't know, as Paul or you mentioned a minute ago, getting in the shadow of God's wings. I would personally mm-hmm. really appreciate it. And I'll bet there's lots of listeners that would love to hear you pray about it. Okay, Ron, we'll do that right now. In fact, I this is as telling Paula, sharing with Paula earlier before the program, that um, the, 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 the deepest hurt of my heart has been um, Christians who are, are letting fear rule their lives instead of letting Jesus rule their lives. So this is a prayer that comes from that heart, Ron. So, Paula, do you want to pray first or do you want to? You know, to uh, yeah, we've been, uh, it's a Genesis 15 that we're getting ready to, you're going to yeah. teach that? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, where... Um, yeah, the Lord says, do not, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your very great reward. And so, Father, I just pray with Ron and with Ron um, that you would draw your people to your side, Lord. We just kind of tap, tap on the side of your chair, Lord, and draw them to you to say, come and sit with me. Come and sit with me. I want to talk with you. I'm with you. Remember my promises to you. I will not give you more than you can bear. Lord, I pray for your people that um, you have separated us in this world. Not that we're not going to have things happen to us. But you're going to always be there with us and for us, Lord. And I do pray, God, that um, we would set our hearts on things above where you are seated. Jesus, please, Lord, help us to focus on you, even when we're feeling bad, Lord. In First um, Thessalonians, you tell us, 
that we are to be thankful in all circumstances. Lord, you had to tell me to stop being angry because evidently I wasn't being thankful. I was just being angry. And so, Lord, forgive me for that. And I pray for all of your people, Lord, who have lost focus, that they would turn their eyes, turn their hearts back to you, that we would go through things bringing you honor and glory. Lord, the, the fear is real. You know that. The fear is real, Lord. There's real sickness out there. But Lord, I pray, God, that people would spend way more time with you than with the info, that they would be, be able to rest, be able to rest in your arms, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, and I just want to add, Lord, that, that uh, for the people specifically in Mason County, 125 miles is too far for me to go, Lord, but not for you. Um, so remind those people that our friend Ron is burdened for. Yes, remind them that faith is the antidote to fear. There's no other antidote. There's no other way to move forward. May they trust in you, and Lord, I ask that your hand move on their behalf, bringing you honor and glory. Amen. Ron, thank you very much for the opportunity to pray for him, and I'll keep them in my prayers um, from from now forward as well. Let's go to line two. We've got um, Paula's little sister on line <laughs> two. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, hello. I'm so thrilled to hear your voices after last week and everything. It is such a pleasure to hear you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was feeling okay, just a little fuzzy, so you you didn't really want to hear from me last week. Ron would look at me and I'd be like, I know who you are, but what did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. I miss you so much, but thank you. Thank you because you you are one who should be at home. And so I'm I'm glad I haven't seen you much. Oh, well, yeah, I've been at home mostly. I got to go out today and visit a very sweet big sister friend of mine, which a, a question came up that I'll ask you about. But I wanted to make sure I let you know how much you guys have inspired us um, through this and how much we love you and are grateful. I mean, so, so very grateful that we have you and leadership over us. Mm. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. We miss you. Give your family our love, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, my question. Mm -hmm. In Revelation, uh, studying over, uh, well, still in chapter 1, verse 1, actually, because it's taken me a while. Um, I have a question. Okay. And this is my brain. If John was imprisoned on the island of Patmos, mm-hmm. how did he get the message of the letters, you know, the, the letters out to the seven churches? And I realized that um, the Roman soldiers were over him um, and everything, and that there were other prisoners or criminals, Christians, in the area but did he get visitors from the other churches that he sent the letters through them? How did, how did the letters go out? <laughs> That's a wonderful question. You know, I love, as you know, I love the book of Revelation. And, and there's only one answer. While John was in that horrible place, um, just as Joseph found favor in the eyes of all of the people when he was in prison, in Pharaoh's prison, John found favor. And John was able to have visitors. He was able to communicate uh, by letter getting out. He had people that were were dictating letter. Remember, John was in his mid-90s when he wrote this revelation. And so what we've got is John um, having visitors who would come into him, and he would, having dictated these letters, he would get them out, take this to Laodicea, take this to Ephesus, take this to... And and, uh, so he was able to have the freedom to be able to share the letters. And that's one of those great principles um, where God guides, God provides, and this was the will of God. And even the the government force that had him as a prisoner 
couldn't thwart the will of God in his life. God opened those doors. The door that he opens, no one can shut. And so uh, one of the most important letters that has ever been written, uh, it was able to be out communicated to the, the masses. Come quickly, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I said that today, said somebody already. Thank you very much. God bless you. Keep reading Revelation. You're going to love it. 340-9585 for any live calls and questions that you might have or need in, any encouragement from Paula. Paula, back to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I'm still kind of telling the story of Matt and Stephanie and um, their friendship to the courtship. That's why uh, I was kind of uh, saying to Stephanie, you know, tell Matt to make a video. He should make the videos on how to treat the one you're dating, courting, like God's daughter. For two years, they just went out to dinner and they did Bible studies and they went on, you know, went to church and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I loved the part when she was talking about, I kept waiting, waiting for him to kiss me. Yeah. Why want to kiss me? Why want to kiss me? When you going to kiss me, man? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, I'm saving my kisses for my wife. And they, their first kiss, two years you know, um, at the altar. And he had respected her mind, her heart, and her body. And that's what, that's what she needed. That's what every woman is really looking for, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, you know, after, and that's why the Q&A is so important, because I can look out and easily say, and we're just so worldly, most of us think if we give our bodies to a man that entangles them that you know to love us and how many I didn't ask for a show of hands how many found out that wasn't true you know um, and so yeah God bless you Matt I know they listen God I was bless thinking you. Paula I'm laughing because I was thinking as she was sharing mm-hmm. um, um, thinking about uh, Killian's Sweet Summer Devotion oh, yeah, me too. several years ago mm-hmm. when she thought well, well he's not making any moves mm-hmm. you know well, Pastor Ellis now Pastor Ellis he wasn't Pastor Ellis back then yeah. but but well, well, well what's wrong he, with me yeah, why isn't he like, yeah, he's not, making advances not making any moves on me <laughs> and, and, and he said to her he said you know I would never defile you you're a daughter of the king. Yeah. And she said, I want to tell him, go ahead and defile me. Yeah. And so I just enjoyed it so yeah, much. That's what Stephanie said. She said, I reluctantly agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's exactly what we all need and want. And, uh, and it's no wonder that they have a child, a five-year-old, who is like a Bible prodigy. Um, it's yeah. just, see, it, it's like God prepared a special child, and they've got other special children. Oh, but, yeah, they got Marty and Stephen. Uh, you know, Nathan takes his Bible yeah. on vacation with him because, oh, yeah, the time in the car is always a good time for me to get in my Bible. <laughs> you know, he's fun. <laughs> I just love it. He'll be six on the next Wednesday. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I want to. Don't even, don't forget. Get the word out. I want Nathan to call me on this program on, on his on, birthday. On Wednesday, July 8th, okay. he'll be six. Okay. So, no, you better call in, Nathan. You heard it. But then she also went beyond because, you know, she didn't have a very good upbringing. And they brought her ill, not so used to be um, attentive father. He's here with them. And she's caring for, they're caring for him. And they've got some, they had some reconciliation issues that needed to be dealt with and uh, you know she said Chuck Pastor Chuck says and you say it now too and I've heard you say it too you never know if you're a servant until you're <laughs> treated like one and uh, you know yeah and she said you had she had to get with the Lord on that because <laughs> she said she even called the radio station because she was getting ready to send him back and so she <laughs> she called the radio you know, show her sending a question this show, here this to show, this yeah. radio program. Yeah, knowing you were going to say, "Yeah, send him back." She said he was packed. I was, he was gone. And Pastor <laughs> Ron said, "Yeah, but you didn't say that at all." You know, and she had to 
take herself before the Lord and uh, remove expectations. And uh, now she gets to watch her father be a good grandfather to her children, and that's a blessing. And she would have missed that had she not given her her rights to the Lord and submitted to his his authority. So that's really the way that's the story. abundant life Jesus promised. It. Yeah, it's a really good end story. Yeah. So she said that she had to learn how to think differently. Don't we all? Um, and to Romans 12, 1 and 2. She, um, she, she said, Philippians 4, 8, she had to resolve in her mind that she was forgiven of all of her past. You know, she had to resolve in her mind. So when Because the, the enemy just is a constant accuser of the brethren. And so... And the sister in. <laughs> yeah, and the sister in. Right? Um, but she had to resolve in her mind that she was forgiven. And then she had to resolve in her heart to know that she's his. You know, I belong to the king, the king, and he will never let me go. And then she said the hard thing is, and it is, is to pray for all those who've hurt her, you know, um, to really pray for them. She loves her family, and um, prayer is the answer. No matter how you feel, even if you don't feel like you want to pray for somebody. I heard Pastor Ron tell me this. You know, if you start praying for those who get on your last nerve, <laughs> that he will change your heart about them. And You listen to way too many of my, my, my studies. Yeah. In fact, I'm in Colossians now, you know, when I'm doing my exercises at home because I don't run in the streets. Um and, you know, don't do my jumping jacks and all that stuff outside like you do. But, so I'm in the house, and, I, and, and um, you're saying, you know, if you begin to pray for those that, you know, you don't really care for that much, God will change your heart. And, you know, it's not one of those, I'm going to love them no matter what. It's not that at all. But as you pray, the Lord has a tendency just to start changing your heart. Mm. And then you wake up one day and just like, I really love those people. Yeah, it, it really is supernatural, and there's no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you might start out by praying through clenched teeth, mm-hmm. but but God is the one who comes alongside, and he gives you his heart for yeah. those people, and it changes everything. It changes everything. Paula, we're about four minutes from the end of the show. What do you want to share for the last four minutes? Okay, Pastor Ron. How do you know God's will? I said four minutes, not, not, not an hour. Four minutes. Well, and, you know, the, through this whole, this crazy year, you know, um, to give thanks in all circumstances, um, to do good, um, because our witness, our testimony matters. Um, and of course, I, I took these are some of my notes from the Colossians study so far. <laughs> it's First Thessalonians five eighteen, where it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances." Not that we say, "Oh, thank you for this virus," but Lord, thank you for what I'm learning while I've had to be still. Thank you that I know you a little bit better. I'm trusting you a little bit longer than I did the last time. And then in 1 Peter 2.15, where it says, where it's talking about continue to do good no matter what. Continue to do good even in difficult times, you know. Um, to still encourage others. That's kind of what the Lord has gifted me with. If, you, if you've got a, for the audience, if you've got a Bible study program, computer, Bible study program, go to the concordance and just put in the words, God's will. And you'll come up with, with and the, or the will of God, and you combine those two, and you're going to find at least 15 definitive statements that tell you exactly what it is, um, what, what the will of God is. It is God's will 
that you should be sanctified. That means to be separated for him. That you should avoid sexual immorality. That each of you should turn, learn to control your body in a way that is holy and honorable, not impassionate, less like the heathen who do not know God. And then it is God's will. Um, and there's just a whole bunch of those lists. And unless you're being obedient on those direct comments, you're never going to know God's will. Mm-hmm. God's going to say, well, well, I've already told you what my will is, and you're not doing it, so why would I tell you anything else? Mm -hmm. And what we got to do is really personalize that and make a commitment that this is between me and Jesus. If I want to know the will of God, i got to do the will of God. And when you do the will of God, it's an amazing thing that happens. You not only know the will of God, but you know that you're right in the middle of it, and that's the most glorious place to be. Yeah, It's not enough just to know the Scriptures. That's what you end it with on, on the, I think it was uh, verses 4 through 10 in chapter 1. You said, knowledge is determined by obedience. I can know the scriptures backwards and forwards, but if I'm not doing those scriptures of denying myself and loving others and watching my, my tone um, in my house, and for those who are going through the COVID thing, If you're getting really emotional highs and lows, that's part of that, too. So, quick reminder, quick reminder, tomorrow will be a rebroadcast because of the holiday. May you have a wonderful fourth with your family. May the Lord bless you and keep you all. See you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. I need the word to stand on.